Crows Radio Show with Sauce. He tumbles it forward. It's going to oh, it's through. Oh, it's Sauce Jacobs, what a goal. And Tomo. Massive week in football. Massive show on Triple M. Ah, hello to you, Crows fans. Great to have your company once again for a Sunday morning, the Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tomo. And we're ready to rock and roll for another edition. 208 games to his name, dominated at the Adelaide Football Club. Sammy Jacobs, hello, mate. Good morning, Tomo. It's uh, fantastic to be here on this Sunday morning, mate. All things going really well. Excited for a big show. Mate, rugged up as well. We've got the Crows jacket on, <laughs> the Crows beanie, and a real vintage uh, badge on the beanie yeah, as well. Yeah, good is it. Um, mate, I don't operate in the cold. No. I just I shut down. My body shuts down, so uh, get as many layers on, and then I'll be fine. Yeah, a little peek behind the curtains as well. I sent Source a message last week when it was absolutely howling <laughs> down with rain and he goes Tom how depressing is it <laughs> I haven't been in a good place mate. I think that might have been an explosive involved as well, exactly mate. right exactly uh, who we got on the show big fella mate we got uh, Ned McHenry who's uh, who's one of my favourites little Ned he's, uh, he's an ultimate team player um, he has plenty of off field uh, hobbies which we look forward to asking him about so mate, stay tuned for that has he uh, sort of done a bit of a deal with his fishing podcast he's or something he's got hands everywhere mate fishing farming uh, he's got plenty going on uh, we love that also going to catch up with Jared Patrick as well, he played some pivotal games for the Adelaide Footy Club. He did, mate. Uh, absolutely. So we look look forward to asking about that. And also, he's up in Port Douglas now. So yeah. he's, uh, he's headed up north and he's doing some coaching up there. And um, we'll ask him about his transition to uh, to heading up there. Yeah, beautiful. Righto, let's get stuck into it. This is the Crows Radio Show with Source and Tomo N. An integral part of the Adelaide Footy Club. Has been for a long, long time. His name's John Reid and he joins us right now. G'day, John. How are you, mate? Yeah, good day, boys. How are you? Good, mate. We're going all right. Now, uh, Reedy, let's go back to the start, mate, because a lot of people will be interested in this. How did you get involved with the Adelaide Football Club? Well, I was asked to apply for the job. Um, I was working in the finance industry at the time, and um, uh, Billy Sanders rang me and said, look, I'd seen the job. I didn't apply myself, and Billy asked me to apply, so I went through a a fairly uh, rigorous um, interview process and fortunately got the job, which I was pretty pleased about, you know, so it was good. Now, Reedy, we've got you on to talk about the uh, the trade that uh, brought Wayne Carey to the footy club. But, mate, before that, we uh, obviously, Tomo mentioned, you've been in the club for a long time. You're still the chairperson of the Heritage Committee, mate. You must enjoy still being part of the footy club after all this time. Oh, I certainly do, Sam. I mean, I... Uh, um, you know, I spent a lot of time there, um, and and I, you know, really like like to see the club go well. Uh, I'm really enjoying uh, the progress that we've made in the last couple of years. I think the current coach is, is doing a bloody terrific job. Yep. Seen some great talent, and uh, I love him. Uh, you, you know, I mean, I go to the games. I, you're not as involved as you used to. Maybe a couple of schooners after the game. <laughs> you're a bit more relaxed, but uh, not like the old days. But um, I, I really do enjoy watching the boys uh, improve and and and, uh, and the club going well. Now, uh, now, Reedy, uh, a big part of footy clubs these days is, is obviously the off season and what happens there, mate. We want to go back to arguably the club's biggest trade, mm-hmm. um, the Wayne Carey one that, that saw him arrive. At the Crows, uh, we saw Kane Johnson go to Richmond. Um, we saw a couple of picks exchange there as well. Do you just want to talk us through it? Because people always love a backstory and how things um, how things happen and, and go from there, mate. Yeah, well, obviously we've done quite a bit of work. I've spoken with Wayne and and uh, we've done, you know, you had to really check a lot of things out because, you know, it was a big move yep. and, and in the circumstances that, 
Wayne left um, at North Melbourne, you know, you wanted to be sure, um, you know, you were doing the right thing. So we, we made that move. Um, the coach at the time, Gary Ayres, was very keen uh, to get him. Uh, it was something that we needed. And um, so then you've got to go through the trade process, which is trade week. And those days, it used to be actually Tuesday, finish at midday or I think 2 o'clock on the Friday. Yep. Um, I used to think that was long enough. Now it goes for two weeks. It's about mm. trade month now, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, but but uh, we, you know, put forward to, to North Melbourne. We had discussions. Um, you know, it's always uh, they want more than what you want to give. <laughs> but we, we discussed that and we actually shook hands on a deal on the Thursday uh, evening. And... Um, which I thought was pretty reasonable and, you know, just off the top of my head, I think it was pick 14 and a couple other bits and pieces. Um, uh, they thought it was reasonable considering the circumstances, etc. But uh, when we rocked up uh, the next morning, um, well, in fact, late in the day, they kept away from us for a while. Uh, the shake of the hand didn't mean a thing. They, they I suppose they considered it a ploy. Uh, they came at us and, and had a crack at our pick four, uh, which we'd got for Kane Johnson. Yep. Um, and that was a bit of a standoff, and in the end, we, we had to make a decision. Do we don't do the trade at all, or we, we, we go down that track? Um, and we, we did did the trade. I, I'd, yeah, it, it was pretty annoying, to be honest. Mm. Uh, you shake hands with Geelong, shake hands with West Coast Eagles, um, shake hands with Sydney. Um, you know, you had a deal. Um North Melbourne never trusted them again. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so um, that was, uh, yeah, so that's how it came about. I mean, um, in the end, it was probably a little bit over the odds, um, but if, if it had worked out a little bit better and injury sort of messed that up a bit, but if yeah. it had worked out better, it was probably worth it. But, um, um, you know, the pick four, we'd got Jason Tawney in that deal, uh, all, all as well, and Jason was quite a quite a good player for us. So uh, ended up okay, but um, I, I wasn't happy because I, I just didn't like the way it went about. They went about their business. Mm, very interesting. Um, so are we are we saying we it was worth it in the end? Do you think to get Kerry? And the other part of that as well, Reedy, is are you are you proud of the club that had had the gumption to do what no other club was keen to do? Yeah, look, I I personally think. Um, Wayne added quite a bit to us, and he, he yeah. I don't know if people remember, he, he bashed his knee on a, on a, a goalpost. Point a goalpost. Yeah. It was a massive split across his knee. Um, so that sort of messed up a bit of the first year. Um, but he was really playing some good football. Um, n- not the carry of old, you know, like, like absolutely dominating, but very useful for us. Yep. And I could really see that he was on the he was on the improve. You know, heading towards what we were looking to. And then, of course, he caught that neck injury. I think it was against West Coast. Um, and, he, and he was never the same again with that. So, uh, so you know, people say, yeah, well, you paid a fit and you didn't get a lot. But um, I think, you know, the injury was the main reason. that If that had have gone on, I would have said it was worthwhile. And it took a bit of balls to do, you know. We, 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 had, to, we had good discussions um, with the, with the board um, on the whole exercise, that was a club decision, and um, we we had a crack at it. Um, did it work out? 
to the nth degree, no, but uh, just sometimes that's what happens. Yep. Just uh, last question, mate, before we let you go, Reedy, but did you enjoy that hustle and bustle? You mentioned clubs obviously play hardball at times. Did you, did you enjoy the, the battle of a trade effectively? Because it's a game within a game. Uh, to be honest, no. Yep. Um, I, I prefer to be, you know, up front. And, you, Fair, and some, yeah. clubs were, some clubs were very reasonable, you, you know, right price for the right player, um, might pay a little bit over. Um, and, and then blokes had come up with just ridiculous uh, <laughs> scenarios. You know, you'd have a player that, uh, I won't mention the bloke, he's a bit of a legend, um, but that he, he was a coach at the time and he, uh, he'd come up and they'd have a player, call it Billy Smith. Yep. Billy Smith, you listen to that. He's the best bloody player of all time. <laughs> but he played him twice during the year. Yeah. And yet they're trying to sell you that he's a, he's a bloody Brownlow medal. <laughs> so you just have to go through, which I, and, and I can be, I can tell you now, it hasn't improved. Yeah, hasn't improved a lot, mate. There's still a fair bit of bloody bullshit goes on, and uh, they, they uh, yeah, you know, you don't always get that there's a real good story with it. But um, when I say I didn't enjoy it, it was it was good action. It was. There was plenty on the go. You enjoyed that side of it, but yeah, yeah, I must admit some clubs were a bit unreasonable. Nah, we love your awesome. time. Thanks so much for jumping on board the Crows radio show. Some uh, great insights there, Reedy. Appreciate it. Thanks, boys. Cheers, Catch mate. You. Thank you. This is the Crows radio show with Sauce and Tomo, and if you miss anything, make sure you do head to Listener and grab the podcast. Now, during the week, Sauce went one-on-one with young gun Ned McHenry. He will put a smile on your face, this young man. Here's how the chat played out. Thanks, Ned McHenry, for joining us today on the Crow Show. Uh, you're obviously a player, mate. I always love talking to you. You're just a, a bundle of energy. Mate, first of all, let's uh, let's talk about your form on field this year. Um, we know, obviously, you've been in the team most weeks, but that, that role's been mostly sub. But how are you managing that? And um, I guess, you know, it's credit to you still finding ways to impact the game. Hey, Sauce. Yeah, thanks for having me on, mate. Um, yeah, it's been tricky. Like, the sub's an interesting role. I hadn't obviously done it before this year, and I found myself in that in that role a lot this year, as you said. So it is different, um, but I've just tried to embrace it and, and look at it as a way to, to try and perform and, and add value to the team and... Um, yeah, it, as, as you said, it's interesting. Like you're a spectator and you're yep. watching the game for so long and then you're asked to kind of quickly get going and, and get ready to try and have an impact. But it's been enjoyable and um, we've played in some good wins too at Adelaide Oval, so it's fun when you come on in the last quarter. <laughs> That's good. Uh, mate, you're always, you've always been a team first player. How, how hard is it sort of, I guess, trying to challenge the coaches because you want to get a game, but also it's good to be able to, I guess, fill a spot and fill a role because it's still vitally important. And yep. As we've seen, um, even against Collingwood, you're able to come in and have a really strong impact and contribute to the team, yep. um, it's just not unfortunately over four quarters at the moment. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, it's about finding balance, I suppose, in you want to push yourself and you want to try and you know, ask the coaches what is it that they need to, to see and do. Yep. But when there's guys ahead of you that are just performing well and, and the team's performing well, then that's a good thing. And as, as you kind of said, I've, I've been playing AFL. It's been as a sub, but that's still as a, as a part of that AFL yep. group. And, and while we're winning and guys performing, like there's no reason to change that. So I, I completely understand. But um, man, I just try and train really hard and, and get in a position so when I am playing full games, I'm, I'm ready to go. You certainly do that, mate. Now, uh, what, what areas are you looking to improve? And I guess an observer, I think your kicking, I think your kicking's gone to a, a whole new level. I think your inside 50 kicking especially has been a real standout. What's, what's some of the areas that you've put time into? Thanks, mate. Yeah, um, I've been trying to be a little bit more composed with the ball, yep. and I think my ball use has been a lot better this year, and, and that's been growing. It's been something I've had to practice. Like, 
naturally, as you know, I'm a really energetic guy and probably my pressure in contests and stuff is something that is important to my game. So it's finding a way to shift that needle like when I'm in those positions where I need to pressure and need to be kind of manic and then slowing it down once I get the ball and, and trying to make good decisions. So I think I've, I've done that a little bit better. There's still room to get better and the other kind of phase of me as, as a football player is probably just about getting a little bit stronger and yep. I need to be bigger, mate. Like I'm still yeah. probably not the size that I want to be just in the contest and um, hopefully that, that's an area that I need to keep getting better at, but it's bloody hard. <laughs> I um, I try and be diligent with my eating and I'm diligent to try and smash out the gym, but I just it's really tricky. Yeah, you use too much energy in your life. That's the uh, You're always burning energy. I know. I'm running around like a maniac constantly, <laughs> so it's, just a, it's hard, but yeah. Um, talk to us about the the, the uh, forward line mix. It's it's really exciting. Obviously, our keys are, are really coming on. You know, we obviously got Texas the, the standout there, but obviously Fogg and Thilthorpe, and then I guess we've got all the smaller guys around, and you're one of four. Obviously, Murph and Rash and um, Isaac as well. It's yep. it's a really exciting mix down there, and yep. um, we know we've got Shane in the SANFL, unfortunately, in the moment, but we've got some really talented players up there and guys that are really fun to watch. Yep. And, and throwing Peds too, Peds probably too, in that yeah. small mix. Yep. I know he can play a bit taller and yep. can take a mark too, but yep. mate, that's exactly right. So it's like, I'm obviously a player here and I'm, yeah. I'm part of that mix, but I'm also just a fan of the yeah. club. Like, I'm excited <laughs> about what like that kind of forward mix is and what our whole mix is across the field. And everyone's young. Like, we've got some senior players too, which are, which are awesome, and they guide us on and, on and off the field. But yeah, as a young core group of players, like I'm excited to hopefully be a part of it and also yep. just watch everyone and just see how they grow because um, it's exciting. No, I agree, mate. And it's good watching everyone come through together. Now, we mentioned uh, you do have a lot going on off-field, um, which <laughs> I, could, I could. we've only got a few minutes. So I'd love to talk to you for a segment about this. But yeah. um, tell us, first of all, what you're doing with Nick Murray and uh, and also some of your passions away from footy. Yeah, I carry on. I say to Mars <laughs> and to Tex and stuff that i got four jobs. Like, they hate that. <laughs> but um, Keep staring I them up. Try, and, try and stay busy outside of footy. We've got... Muzz and I have a business. That's Nick Murray, obviously, yep. and, and we trade some trade some sheep. So we trade livestock, which is which is really good. But that's probably gotten a little bit bigger than what we anticipated. Like we've got thirteen hundred sheep at the moment, and we'll look to look to grow that again next year. So outside of footy, we're we're pretty busy running around the state yep. to different different lease blocks, and we've got a small farm too um, in Hartley near Langhorn Creek. So two hundred acres out there that we kind of manage. So. Um, it's great. Like it's really, really good. It's a great outlet from footy, and um, yeah, we try and try and make a buck. We don't always do that, but we have a go. So. <laughs> Doesn't work, mate. Always have a go. Where, where does this passion come from? I grew up on a hobby farm, yeah. so it wasn't massive. Um, that wasn't like farming wasn't yep. our primary income as a family, but um, certainly loved the lifestyle. So I was always mucking around with animals. We had every bloody animal and 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 on the motorbike and stuff. And I was just like an energetic kind of farm farm yep. kind of kid growing up. So I just wanted that. Like that's the life that I like, and hopefully. You know, as footy progresses, hopefully I'll look to get out on a little yep. bit of dirt around SA because that's that's the goal. So no, it's a good place to do it as well. And mate, now finally uh, you got your fishing segment on Channel Seven as well. That's yep. another. You know, I think when you first come in, mate, fishing was sort of your go, <laughs> and now sort of farming's picked up. But yeah. fishing's obviously a big part of your life as well. Fishing's massive. Like I love fishing. <laughs> I think we were laughing before, like about passions and stuff. I've got too many hobbies. <laughs> like I love too much. It's great you found it. Too much crap, but um, I love fishing. Like I do genuinely love fishing, and um, yeah, do a bit of a radio show on Five AA, and now a bit of stuff. Um, yeah, we just like a fishing reporting and yeah. my main aim with all that is just to like just embrace everyone yeah. getting out and, and try and create some create some fun around fishing in SA and promote what fishing has to offer. I'm not the best fisherman, but I certainly love it and get out as much as I can and, and try and catch a few fish. So um yeah, no, I love it. No, awesome, Ned, mate. Thank you very much for joining on the Crows Radio Show. We love love what you're doing on field. Um you're adding so much to the team, mate, and uh, we look forward to seeing your, your off field hobbies grow. Thanks, Sauce. Thanks for having me, mate. Cheers. 
the Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tomo. Now, Saucy, I was uh, consuming the other Crow show, which is the one on TV, yep. and the player welfare manager was on, Kelly Venner. So can you tell us a little bit um, about her and what her role is? Yeah, so I guess it's such an integral part of um, being in a footy club now is player retention and making sure they're well supported um, You know, on field and obviously off field is, is just as important because, um, which we uh, will speak about before, but we might just throw to Kelly just to speak a little bit about draft night and when they get drafted and how important it is we, uh, we support them from the start. The um, first step obviously is being over there for the draft night which is obviously very exciting for the family um, and the player. From there it's the conversations turn pretty quickly into coming over and what that looks like in terms of timing. It can be within the first few days of that um, being signed on and uh, getting the player over pretty quickly and that first couple of weeks in Adelaide is often with a senior player so they get a real feel for what it looks like to be at the Adelaide Football Club and um, set the standard early and they'll live in with a player to start with up until that Christmas break. So as you can hear there Tomo, it's, it's, it's vitally important that we give them the support initially when they get drafted and a lot of these interstate players at that age, probably hadn't moved out of home or lived out of home, so um, it's important they come over and they get the get the support. So Kelly's job's a really important one because um, not only you need the player to be comfortable, yeah. you need the parents to know that their kids are being looked after as well. Mm. So um, yeah, it's a it's a really big role. Yeah, it's just one of those things as well that you get better and better at as a football club and an organisation. You know, it, it, the club when you look at it from the grand scheme of things is only thirty odd years old, if you know what I mean, Saucy. So for for and different players, there's different yeah. situations in every. Every single one, so it's it sounds great that the the club's all over it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think like fans and, and the listeners are probably thinking, you know, you see the players on the weekend, you see Joshua Shelley and Jake Saligo. They they're not only dominating on the field, but then they're staying here mm. until two thousand twenty six. And and what they say about is the support they get off field. And this is what they're talking about is is Kelly's job's vitally important. And mm. um, and obviously a big part of that, mate, is is as you get older, is you're starting to um, you know you're starting to do things away from footy, and you want to make sure the transition becomes smooth as well. So um, Kelly spoke a little bit about you know how important it is having stuff away from footy as well. I think the average career is three years, three to four years, which is very short. So this is sort of career number one and we're just from right from day one it's looking at well, what's career number two looking like and what does the transition, you know, help that transition out of football as smooth as possible. I think those that have transitioned out well are the ones that have had something else to be able to jump into straight away. So whether it is just doing one subject a semester, that's absolutely fine, but it's just something else that's ticking away at um, yeah, where they can transition out into another job post-football. I think we hear all the time as general uh, people of population about, you know, you've got to have hobbies and different things outside of football yep. that footballers should have. How tough was it for you and when did you realise that after playing 208 in the system? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I guess, once again, even when I started, it was, it was obviously very important. But I remember, mate, I tried my hand at real estate. Yeah. I just was was too honest to be a real estate yeah. agent. <laughs> I tried myself at uh, school teaching. Yeah. Um, this is which, why you're playing? Yeah, this is why I'm playing. Yeah. Um, but the the main lecture fell on main training day, so yep. I didn't. Uh, I did enjoy that though. Um, a building apprenticeship. Yep. I found that I was working twelve hours on my day off, and then I'd go to do the final session. I'd go back and work another five. So yep. it just wasn't conducive to to high performance. But I eventually found my niche and a lot of my qualifications in the building industry. So were you a little bit worried there, post footy source, or do you knew exactly what you were going to move? No, nah, I've, I've always really been. I've always been really well organised. So you know, I, I was talking to the Crows in the year that I was looking at um, yep. retiring. So yep. I was able to transition. I finished in October. I started working at the club in November. So yep. Yep. for me, the transition was there, mate. I, for, for peace of mind and all that sort of stuff, I can't stress enough how important it is that plays do have something to go to because. Yep. 
you know, the writing on the wall, you know, can come quickly at times and, mm. and you're not ready for it. So at least if you're doing something, at least you know and you can be well prepared. And sometimes it's a reflection of the club as well. It's, it's important for the club to make sure their players are transitioning really well. And I guess that's part of my job as well as a chairman of the past players. Well said, mate. Now, Saucy, we played the North Melbourne Football Club yesterday and obviously we think about the 98 grand final, the yep. premiership win with the Crows. But the other game we think of when we're about, I, don't, I, I think we we're close to 30 goals down throughout the game. <laughs> And uh, one man got us right back in. I'll never, ever forget it. That the, the ball was midair, and he's just pulled out the boonana. And I tell you what, it was the chocolates from there. Yeah, yeah, it was an unbelievable game. I mean, I remember it because I got subbed out in the third quarter <laughs> with two touches. So I had the, the best seats in the house to watch one of my great mates win the game for His us. His name's but... Jared Petranco, and he joins us right now. Pup, hello, mate. Going well, thanks, buddy. It's uh, good to speak to you guys. Now, uh, can you can you run us through what happened there? Because I reckon you had time to pick it up and just lace it through with a nice little drop punt, <laughs> but you've just gone the boonana. Uh, pup, what happened? Um, well, it was Indigenous round, so, you know, I just had to make it a bit flashy. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, but I, I remember, um, you know, we, we were coming hard and the bloody um, ended up the... Um, there was about a minute where we hadn't scored and I, I was thinking, you know, the siren's going to go any second, so... Well, um, I just didn't think I had enough time to p- pick it up. I was, uh, yeah, purely thought the siren was going to go. I, was, I like literally had a sort of nightmare in the moment, thinking I'm going to get it and the siren's going to go. So yeah, I just did what uh, what I thought was best, and thankfully it, it didn't come off the side of my boot. Awesome. When it did go through, you, you obviously naturally ran through the goals and celebrated. You got a little bit of feedback from the crowd as well, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I've never seen so many um, middle fingers pointed up. <laughs> uh, yeah, in my life, it's um. And yeah, funnily enough, everyone sort of said that they were just telling us what the margin was. But um, <laughs> um, so yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was, it was mental. Um, and yeah, there's some great photos of it as well. It's uh, yeah. yeah, something I'll never forget. Mate, you briefly mentioned it was Indigenous round, so this was probably pre Sir Doug Nichols round coming mm. in, and and obviously it was the first edition. And how how special was that for you to be able to perform and um, do do something so special in that round? Oh, it was, it was amazing. Um, you know, I remember before the game, um, the Cracker Brothers um, tossed the coin uh, as, as well, and you know, I got I got I got to do that, and it was just um, like Indigenous Round means a lot to us, to us boys, and um, you know, it's great to see it celebrated every year, and, and um, I suppose um, everyone else getting uh, getting include uh, getting involved. Sorry with it, and, yeah. Um, in, uh, what do you call it? Embracing like the Guernseys and everything. So. Um, yeah, I, I, that was actually the. I'm pretty sure that was around that um, Adam Goods had a bit of yep. strife on the Friday night. I reckon it was as well. So to sort mm. of, and our, our game was the last of the weekend. So to finish off the round like that, I think, I think was really good for um, for myself, but also all of us boys. And um, yeah, it just it just meant a lot. And I, like I said, that's something I'll, I'll definitely never forget. No, absolutely, mate. Now let's reflect on your career there. Pup, so about uh, seven years in the system. You had 76 games to your name, mate. You grew up in South Australia, so it would have been good to be uh, drafted by a team in SA. How, how do you look back on your career? Um, yeah, not. Oh, it was okay. Like, um, I don't know. I feel like I could have achieved a bit more, but um, you know, that's just the the, um, the nature of the game. It's it's very ruthless and cutthroat, and um, I still ha- thought I had sort of time left in, left in me, but. Um, yeah, it just it just happened so quickly, and um, I was only 24 at the time when I finished up. So, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I was I was very very lucky to stay in Adelaide, and you know I I wouldn't have wanted to move into into state at that age. Yeah. Um, even though I I didn't like crows or port, but um yeah, I was, and I you know I was I literally lived a minute away from the club, so it was very very handy to stay there. But 
um, yeah, no, it was, it was, I don't know, something to, I suppose, hang your hat on playing AFL footy and um, something I'll be able to sort of talk about with my kids and everything. So, yeah, nice. yeah. Good on you. You certainly had, uh, you certainly had some good moments, mate. Now, footy's taking you up to Port Douglas, as you said. He would have been hard moving away as a youngster um, interstate, um, but you have decided to make that decision now to go up there and play with, seems like all the Henley boys have relocated up to Port Douglas, but um, you're coaching up there, mate. You're enjoying the sun, and obviously it's good to have uh, the young fella up there come and visit at times as well. Yeah, it's awesome. It's been an amazing, um, amazing change. And, and like, like you mentioned, I, I probably never thought I'd move out of Adelaide, um, but it's probably been the best thing I've done in, in, in some sort of uh, some time. So yeah. um, it's just it's just an amazing place up here. The weather's beautiful. It's 29 every day at the moment, and um, it's just yeah, it's just a dream. So the crock pit. Um, yeah, the crock pit. The crock pit's um, yeah, it's a great uh, great club, and they've been very. Uh, welcoming and I'm, I'm very lucky to have the opportunity that I've got up here. Now, Saul, so I actually got caught in the crock pit one night. My brother oh, played on. up there for a season oh, and, really? and they do things, they take things very, very seriously off the field as well. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. So you must be enjoying uh, a couple of uh, mateships up there that you would have made, pup. Always good fun off field. Oh, 100%. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's just funny. Oh, it's what, you know, Queensland, they just drink, mate. Like, <laughs> it's literally, and, you know, it's just the, it's the weather's just so beautiful all the time. All you want to do is have a beer. So, you know, I, I found it hard. I reckon I was drinking beers every every single day when I first got up here, and I started putting on a bit of weight. So I've, I've had, I have sort of um, slipped into the, the culture up here a little too easy. But, um, yeah, I've cut back on that, and, um, yeah. And we do all that responsibly. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we yeah, can tell course, we, we got a bit of a lift from Papa there when we started talking off-field, mate. But <laughs> it must be good up there. Yeah. You've uh, you reconnected with, obviously, Nick Solder, one of our teammates from uh, Eagles and under-17s, Lee Staples, Sammy Fairclough. It must be great to go out there and, and share the moment with your, your close friends. Oh, yeah. It's been, uh, it's, I suppose that's made the transition easier. Um, you know, I've also got Jordan Wallace and Dylan Coates, who I went to school with as well. Yep. Um, and they are, uh, you know, Henley boys. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's you know seven, seven or eight of us up here, and um, yeah, it's just been it's so, made it so much easier. It's literally, um, yeah, if you said this, you know, five, ten years ago that I'd be up here with all those boys, I'd, I never would have believed you. So, um, yeah, it's it like I said, it's made it a lot easier. Uh, well, well done to you, mate. Thanks so much for jumping on board the Crows Radio Show. You're coaching the Port Douglas Crocs. You're sitting pretty at the moment. Only one loss for the season. So all the best with that in the back half. Yeah, thanks, lads. Cheers, Pop. chat. Hell of a show once again, saucy for the Crows radio show. I tell you what, you just keep on getting better and better. <laughs> uh, big weekend of footy, mate. It's nice to uh, get your get your Sunday morning dose of the the Crows radio show, mate. But great to have a chat to me, old teammate. He's, he's one of my really good mates, yeah. Jared Petrenko. So he's nice to hear him doing good things up there in Port Douglas. Twenty nine and fine, I think he said yeah, the degrees yeah, were. Yeah, Unbelievable. Minus 29 here. Yeah, we're stuck, <laughs> aren't we? Um, if you miss anything from the Crows Radio Show, you can get it on the listener app. Just search Crows Radio Show on LAST and uh, it's a free app and you can get it and may as well get it right now. See you next week. See you then, mate.